with Claim the Throne on the Blodgecast, and we're here for another week. We're just going to eat our lunch and smash beers in the 40 degree heat. Is it legit 40? I think it was 39 today. I haven't actually checked the final result, but... I wonder when it's going to be Dyson Degrees. I think it's Dyson Degrees in his back patio <laughs> slash bedroom. Slash also the place he lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he sounded hot today when I spoke to him. Wanted to kill himself from the heat, which I was like yesterday, but um, this morning went to the dog beach bright and early. It was real fucking nice and you set swim? me up for the day. Did swim. Wasn't really? intending to. Didn't take bathers, so just got my drip, dribbled my old droopy cock out and went straight <laughs> in the water. No, I didn't. Just went in, in my ordinary shorts. Was any prick there? Every prick. Oh, okay. Hard to get parking and also not easy. Um, but I strolled right into one of the front bays. Heaps of horses there. And also some bigger animals. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, who brings horses to the beach? I don't know. Horse owners, I guess. Hot days. <laughs> they love the shit, man. They just stand in the water, the horses. Where was this the Dogs dog are all barking at them. Um, Bailing up or something. <laughs> Um, Whitford's Dog Beach, you yeah. can bring horses to it. Is yeah. it a horse beach? There's a horse section, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be just horses one side, dogs the other side, but dogs just run them up. Go psycho because yeah. there's giant fucking just horses like there. Bark at the horses. The horses just like stare at them like, I'll fucking kick you cunt if you come near me. It's good. Could you imagine if Ozzy's album was called Bark at the Horse rather than at the moon? Could be. Oh, man, what a just a peaceful, relaxing time I'm having mm. at your house today. Ash is over, mainly for sex, but also <coughs> for some music-related things. Mainly over the wicket. <laughs> and, yeah, mainly middle stump. But, yeah, we just went through each of the new thrash songs individually, and I just uh, tore apart all of the drums that Ash has been doing generously for free and for fun and told him how shit they were and he fixed them all right in front of my <laughs> eyes like any magician would so I think they're ready to go we'll record away uh, and a few other projects on the horizons it's going to be a busy year I'm so glad that we all did kind of procrastinate <laughs> that we all did procrastinate this year because now 2019 Sleet. <laughs> Sleet's top 10 list for 2019 is going to be pretty much members of Claim the Throne. Yeah. When you say we procrastinated last year, we did a fair few things, eh? We, yeah, I guess we prioritised touring Europe and fucking whatever. I'm enjoying eating. It was also released... In 2017, yeah, so late 2017. But we did that Aussie tour at the start of the year, yeah. uh, what we dubbed at the time as Wrist Slitter 2018. Yeah, and Made after up for that, a Winter Sun tour. But that was before. That was before. I thought before. I thought before. And then we went to Europe, mm -hmm. which we obviously jammed a fair bit for, and we may have done a fundraiser sort of gig at Amps yeah. or something like that. Yeah, well, it was worth ditches. getting the extra practice to play to those six people yeah. each night. And uh, then I got married mm. and then you fucking um, 
Did you do something? Did you go up north or something? Or that was after the tour? I, yeah, that was after the tour. I went to Broome. You, oh, you, hornography. You sort I started of, hornography. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Essentially stopped band tools and started it and then stopped it again. Yeah, I did uh, a Farthing Wheel album, mm-hmm. which is fucking done. Mm. Thank Christ. And also Al. Would have been played on this podge by now. Uh, I don't know if we'll include that. It Like, it, it was at least very funny. Are you expecting someone? No. Pickles? Fucking chill, mate. Neighbours, probably. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean you get food, mate. No, no, no. Out, out, out. Pickle. <sighs> yeah, I think we should get Al on here after Chrissy sometime and have a bit of a yarn about that experience. The wheeling and dealing. Yeah, yeah, that was Nude. great. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess with as far as that goes, it'll be the next thing on the horizon. I've already started cutting up some old clothes that I intended to throw in the bin mm. for costumes for the puppets I'm making over the next fortnight. And then when the wife is in Europe for work in two weeks' time, I'll be animating for those two weeks. I'll probably do it every day and also animate nightly after work and on weekends. Loosely, yep. And then at the same time, we've got, yeah, this Harvest Trail stuff, which is now approved drums. So if I don't get a new computer before... I've got my two weeks sort of as a single man. Then <laughs> then I'll probably just be practicing for those two weeks, pretty hardcore as well, which is probably not the worst idea. Yeah. And then we'll book a studio, probably Vision, and I'll track Harvest Trail stuff there and at the same time another little Claim of Throne project we're doing. And, yeah, Roy's fucking sent me spherical bass tracks. So I'll get into them and also check them out this afternoon. So I've got to do guitar for that. So, yeah, like a few little things that, man, it's like things are 80% done that are just ready to kick over. So nice, strong start. Next Climb the Throne album is at that very point as well. Oh, no, that was a real a surprise. Hearing that this morning when I was walking to the park to figure out how unfit I was. Yeah. Uh, hearing that, yeah, it's like, what did you say, four and a half songs in? and Which is probably a whole album yeah, at this stage. Yeah, I would say the whole album. We're aiming for what, 35 minutes, 40 minutes? Yeah. And then quit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I reckon these long what, albums. What, life or the band or just that <sighs> album? Hopefully both, but... Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy the idea of a like a more traditional album length, and yeah. also yeah. Um, so I guess onto the hot topic anyway. How was Sleet's official response to the Farthing Wheel album? A snickery. Yeah, he didn't know about it, and it got pressed play. He snickered. Yeah, he snickered pretty hard. Yeah, and also he laughed a lot. Considering there is a lyric that says, hello, Sleet, <laughs> I'd say he'd be pretty happy about that. Well, the story of the whole Farthing Wheel recording is I had this voucher and I was having a few whiskeys at our TJ Bustle Stuff's house and we were listening to probably some sort of bustling music. 
and I'm just sitting there racking the old nuts, wondering what I'm doing with this voucher. I thought spherical drums are done. You know, I don't have anything new written for that. I, I just didn't know what the fuck to do. So I'm like, hey, bustle stuff as you do. You interested in booking an extra day onto this thing and let's just make an album of it? Yep. So next thing, newt. And I thought it would be funny to just do something really bustling just to make Sleet laughed, a laugh. And sorry, he by now has laughed. So my tenses are correct and incorrect at the same time. Mm. And that's it. So all really just to make Sleet laugh. It worked. Yeah. We'll release it now. Cool. It was worthwhile. Definitely. One of the bit. better things to do, hey? Make Sleet laugh. I enjoy Absolutely. It when he does laugh. It's not too hard, but yeah, it's a quality snicker. Yeah, he's got a good snicker on him. I laughed at the uh, songs as well. Really good. Laughing for different reasons throughout the listen. Looking forward to getting that animation up on the projector screen at Hornography. Oh, yeah, that's actually an interesting idea. If you're allowed to do that. So you're going to, like, through this year with Hornography, continuing? That's the plan. You sign a contract? No intentions to stop. No contracts, just booking the venue in advance. Um, but they're a bit reluctant to book too much in advance, as a way to be quite honest, just in case can't be fucked one wet month or something. I like that it's you can't be fucked, not just in case something else good happens. Yeah. Uh, the Australia Day version has been um, moved out based on the Fringe Festival in Northbridge, so we would have to do that one at the Civic. Oh, yeah. Um, which is kind of cool, because I imagine Australia Day, it'll be super hot and stuff. Um, so we can start slightly earlier at the Civic and then finish by midnight instead of 2 a.m. Have a few extra bands, have a sausage sizzle. Have an all-Aussie Adventure. playlist. By a DJ who I can probably announce because it will be announced by then, but Louis will be around the DJ desk that day. Fuck yeah. Or Aussie Metal. Uh, wear an Aussie band shirt, get a free local music CD of some sort. Wow, so you guys have still got a lot of copies of Enforce and yeah, um, Neverborn. Neverborn, yeah. Suffering Rot stickers. Nice. Yeah. So that should be pretty cool. But apart from that, it'll just be uh, Boston's booked for at least a few months at a time. Yeah, cool. You know, the Civic's probably great for Australia Day because they've got the extra room there. So if you do want to just hang, you can, yep. you know. The outdoor areas and stuff, which yeah, Boston struggles with a bit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It so, went well. And, and also the kitchen and stuff. You've got the schnitties and all that shit. Yeah, we'll pretty be pushing good. the sausage sizzle. Yeah. Um, could sort of donate that to charity, but probably just pocket it. <laughs> nah. nah, I don't know. We're going to get some T-shirts and stuff, so we're going to try and save mm. up for all that sort of shit. Oh, hornography T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, nice, man. If you need them vectorized, you know where to come <laughs> and also arrive. Now, that was an experience to watch you um, improve a logo that's that other people have professionally worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a farce, really, and made me think I should add another feather to my bow and offer vectorization of pencil sketch logos. You can contact me, info at bandzoogle.com. 
<laughs> You're a bit of a, a Photoshop champion, eh? I wouldn't say that. I think I can do a few things on there pretty well. It went well. But someone like Dyson's more, um, you know, he does that shit on a regular basis. I would love to pick his brain and also He's his... He's done a TAFE course. Asshole. Oh, has he? Yeah, because he does like the banners and he does a lot of different things, stuff for print, you know. He's always up to date with the latest dimensions that are required for different social medias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. So I'd call him a little bit more of a whiz at that than me mm. and very practical whiz at that. Uh, I always appreciate that he's, you know, honing a new skill just kind of on the side. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, one question I was going to ask you. Why? It's obviously why to watched any cricket. Uh, not watched it, but listened to it. So oh, okay. Not on TV, apart from Fox. Yeah, fuck and that. And I didn't go to any of the days in Perth. Nearly did one day. Decided against it. But I listened to a fair bit on the radio. <laughs> Not overly exciting. Listened to a bit of the grade cricketer. Oh, you did? And they're on TV now, right? Yeah. Pretty much just a wrap-up of their podge for that week or yeah. vice versa. Still not bad. Can't be fucked straight. I streamed the first episode on Twitter and now I can't be fucked anymore. Yeah. Like, I'd just rather listen to the podge. Yeah, but that's been cool having on. Um, yeah. That's all really. Looking forward to Boxing Day test. Cranking that on the radio. Probably be the album of the week that week, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. So... I mean, this is once again sprung on us and also late notice, but pretty sure you've been thinking about it. I certainly haven't, but we've got a year in review, possible top three ad hoc albums. Maybe you can do an official list of Cabba's list at another ta- time, but... Of the year? Yeah. Mm. At the gates, number one for me. For real? from the night itself, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. I did rave about it on several episodes straight when it came out and also when it was released. I enjoyed it a lot. Definitely my most listened to album of the year, according to Spotify 2018 playlists. See, I got no stats, man. Apart from that, they noticed that I listened to Catatonia a shitload, but they didn't release any albums this year. Uh, I'd probably throw the Psychoptic one in there. Maybe at number three or something, I'm sure. There's Whoa. Two, which I can't quite think of off the top of my head. I'm, I'm sort of watching everyone else release their top albums at the moment. I'll tell you what one I'll put in there. Ad, ad hoc. Um, I'll go with Espionage, Digital Dystopia. Mm. Aussie Heavy Metal, done very well. Uh, probably some very important albums that I've missed that I can't remember off the top of my head, but there you go. At the Gates, Espionage, Sucker Optic. <sighs> Fuck, that's impressive. I'm all right, not so what's to your that. top three summoning albums of all time? <laughs> well, probably Stronghold at number one. Second would have to be Oathbound. Third, mm, it's a real toss-off there. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know what to put third, I'll be honest. Probably stick with those two. And just listen to them again as number three. There was new Smashing Pumpkins this year, right? Yep. Dog Hated shit. It. Yeah. It was new Summoning this year. Pretty good, man. 
not too bad. Thank God you just read that summoning shit out to me because it's. Re- I was like, what is the other album that I really liked that was actually released Mortal this year? Congregation. Yes. Mm. So for me, I would say my top album of the year would probably be Mournful Congregation. Cool. Incubus of Cuma. Yeah. Number was two. Moon Sorrow this year? No. Primordial was. Primordial is, and thank you also for reminding me, Primordial is number two mm-hmm. uh, for Exile Amongst the Ruins, if that's even what it's called. And yeah, number three, which I would have liked to have as number one, is actually Moon Sorrow. The Havetti album or whatever absolutely thrashed that album this year. The two songs, mm. you know, especially that first first half, first song. So, yeah, even bought it on vinyl this year. Stuck it in a suitcase, yet to open and listen to it. <laughs> yet to pull a noose out of that fucker. But yeah, those. what's great about this is I actually thought, shit, I should have thought about this a second. But yeah, I did plan this about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing's come out or been released except Blood Sugar Sex Magic would be given Moonsaw a bit of a nudge recently. But yeah. New Falcon Rag was out this year. I'm yet to really give it much time to yeah, listen, to be honest. I, I listened to it before it was released and that's it. Like when we stuck it on, was it? Was yeah, it must have been. Yeah. It's pretty good. Honourable mentions, there was um, Wolfheart, which I listened to a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Omni and Gatherum was kind of cool. Tyrant Disciple. Thrash. <laughs> Aelstorm, I think. I've listened to that a lot. If really? that was this year, might have been wow. last year. Yeah, I think it, the Mexican one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that was definitely last yeah, year. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, what a list. Anyway, when you get to people like Smitty and stuff sharing theirs and it's like, here's my top 10 and here's the honourable mentions and there's like 80 albums. Maybe not Smitty so bad, but Chris Rankin from the Headbangers group for the last few weeks has been sharing his handwritten notes of his top 150 albums and each day he's crossing off like 20 albums. I'm pretty sure Sleet has listened to a lot of those Chris Rankin ones. Slate, when he's got 600 in his shortlist. Yeah, but he's been saying that specifically the Rankin list isn't like his cup of tea necessarily, like different tastes of music. Rankin likes everything. I don't think I've ever heard of him not liking an album. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, fuck, man. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Oh, Behemoth. I liked that a lot. Oh, yeah, I still haven't really dived into that mm. so you did like that huh yeah yeah album as a whole <sighs> i think they could have spent a bit more time on it tidying it up and stuff some of the songs sort of sound like they aren't ready to stop mm-hmm. um or yeah some songs are better than others so as a whole maybe not but overall the sound of it and stuff like just the style of music and some really interesting sections I liked it. I would probably say if I had to put in a third 2018 album, because having two albums from the current year is a new high mm-hmm. for me. Very, very uh, groundbreaking. I'd, I'd probably stick in and also place in the list the 
nine foot super soldier, cheap oh, beer and two dollar thonks. How could we not have that in there? Because it was quite a fun experience making it, but also, yeah, I like listening to bands who are, you know, there's there's grind and shit out there, or what do you even call that style? Party violence. Party violence. Yeah, that's right. Of course. Yeah, I like hearing bands that do what they do and they're having fun and you can hear it. It sounds good and yeah, yeah, cool. Maybe if they were considered actual songs for Spotify, then I could listen to it a bit more. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Just kidding. Bandcamp only. If I had a cassette deck. Yeah, I can't, honestly though, I can't really think of a lot of stuff from 2018 that I didn't turn off after one listen. Okay. Not not saying it's bad. It's just that kind of. Oh, it's man. It's so weird when you know when you had the physical albums back in the day. You get a new album and you're just fucking nailing it, and also listening to it for like that month. Yeah, it's all you listen Learning to. Learning all the lyrics, knowing every fucking bit of movement throughout it. Yeah, so it really sticks in the old memories, but. This digital stuff, man, there's probably been a few albums that I've really listened to and loved this year that I've just completely forgot. Mm. Again, Spotify would probably teach Again. me what I was listening to. Yeah. That's what Stu was saying, huh? That he um, was enjoying being reminded of the things yeah. he was loving that yeah. he forgot about. Which I agreed. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice touch and also a um, welcome innovation. Any sort of old shit that you used to love that you really sort of got back into this year that you just haven't listened to in a long fucking time? Uh, there was that the brief death metal phase. Yeah, that was great. I, I forgot about that. I probably pursue it as much as I would have liked to. The wormhole was shorter than than ideally, but yeah, yeah I was enjoying, um, enjoying a, lot of the, a lot of that stuff. Um. Anything you're particularly mm-hmm. sick of, old shit, that you, you used to hammer and now you're just like, ah, oh, fuck this, you know, like change your mind on? No, I don't think so. Yes. I don't know. Nah, not really. Nothing too interesting to report. Mm. Yay. Well, the old blood sugar, the old moon yeah. sorrow, that shit definitely cropped up, which was quite nice. You know, even though it's a great album that... um given to Kaya like that's just unanimously really great I really feel I stepped into a new sort of world with that one okay you know like not all the songs I was just deeply in love with but I think now I gave it a fair few listens this year and it's just like re-clicked with me yeah some stuff that uh actually I can see it from here you got a double cassette of Melancholy Smashing Pumpkins it's Mm. pretty cool yeah, I gave that one a good hammering this year and also yeah. listened to it heaps. Yeah, me too, man. I really enjoyed re-listening to that. Yeah. Um, some stuff, I won't say I stopped liking it, but something I certainly just went like, I need some time off this, was Opeth. Oh, yeah? Big time. I've just a bit, you know, like go through little phases and go like, yeah, I really feel like My Arms, Your Hearse would be great to listen to. And then just like a couple of songs in, I'm like, oh man, fuck, I don't know. I might, I might need some time off this. Yeah, it's funny, like, just comparing old stuff to the current stylings of music consumption. 
you're sort of thinking about, well, if this was released today, would I even give this the fucking time of day? Mm. Mm. Um, and a lot of times the answer is no, but a lot of times the answer is absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to think of those fucking albums, man. Because, yeah, I did give a bunch of old shit, like a re-listen and... Like, I maybe cumed to the conclusion that I don't, like, love shit that I used to love. Mm. You know, like, I listened to The Fragile this year and it was pretty cool. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm really... I'm into the idea of it and whatever, as opposed to uh, Antichrist Superstar. I was just about to say. Fuck yeah, that's still right up there, which is really weird because it's probably a bit naff to say, but what a great album. Whether it's also a bit of, you know, the feelings that you get, the nostalgia that you're reminded of, or if it's just mad tunes. Yeah, I think Antichrist is mad tunes. Yep. Like, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, a few little fucking weird things that I loved when I was a kid and I think are the lamest shit out now. Mm. But yeah, a lot of, like, risk-taking-y. That's what I do notice when I listen to old music is there's a lot of risk-taking. And with Farthing Wheel, for example, when we were doing the mix, I was kind of noticing, like, oh, I'm just doing this generic, boring thing where all the all the leads, I just presented them just, like, straight up the middle. And I really wish that I had provided Al a little bit more room to make kind of creative decisions because I'm so conditioned to listen on headphones that that balance shit is all like seems really important to me. But when I listen to it in the car or or like on a Stezza in a room, I don't really notice where things are placed. It's more that they just pop in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you listen to something like, Oh, and, and, you know, I managed to um, to leave a few things that could be pushed out to the sides and shit like that. But I think going forward, I'll be quite conscious of that shit. But on Antichrist Superstar, yeah, you know, shit is happening all over the joint. And yeah, I never used to listen on headphones when I was a kid, but I, I remember all those parts. But when you listen on headphones, you're like, whoa, that's all the way over there, <laughs> you know? And... Um, yeah, I just have been sort of stuck in this mode of kick, snare and bass and vocals and leads all directly down the middle. And I, I, f- I found it really hard to not have that. Um, but yeah, with Al doing the mix, he just made some decisions straight up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to run with those. They're, mm-hmm. they're great ideas. I'm glad. You know, that's the value of working with someone else. Mm-hmm. Pickles, you little prostitute. What are you doing? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah, that, I think they're the biggest sort of learning curves you get working with other people is that they give just give you a different perspective of some of your old habits or some shit. Yeah, it's cool. And also, I guess someone who is a um, arm's length away from the music, yeah, um, can comment on it for yeah from a different perspective. <laughs> You know those notes we would give Al when he was, let's say, mixing Forged in Flame? And it'd be like, we'd go around the room and be writing notes in the kitchen at Mullaloo and go like, uh, so Jim, what are your notes? And Jim's like, well, um, vocals up, my vocals <laughs> up, uh, bass up. And then you get to Jesse and it'd be like, yeah, pr- probably 
or for her, probably my vocals down and keyboards up, definitely keyboards up. And then I'd be like, well, it's definitely kick and snare up for sure. And, uh, and then, yeah, you'd be saying, yeah, more vocals. And, and it's just like, so, okay, Al, the notes are everything louder. Yeah. And I caught myself doing that with Farthing. I'm like, yeah, this song probably at, um, at this point, well, definitely bass up. And at this point, this up. And it was just, I kind of exhausted myself going just everything fucking louder. Yeah. And then he sent back an email to the effect of, look, what are you actually trying to, like, what are you trying to achieve out of this particular element being turned up and suggested one or two things? Is this what you're going for? I'm like, you know what? Yes, that's exactly right. So maybe it isn't even up that I'm talking about. Maybe it's just like I want to hear what Bustle Stuff's saying more than just making vocals louder. Yeah, right. So that might not necessarily be a volume change. And it's like I think bands often know a little bit about mixing and stuff. So then try and they don't suggest what they're trying to achieve. They suggest the actual what it would be to achieve that, hmm. you know, the process. So, yeah, that was a little lesson as well. That's a good tour tip. I think so. Little upcoming grommets. So, from then on, that was probably 75% through the mix notes that he said that. And then from after that, I just tried to describe more feelings or concepts. So, like, there was like a hi-hat in one bit. And it's like, oh, just a bit more. I can't remember if I actually used the word obnoxious, but... So obnoxious to me would probably mean louder, but it's more, I don't really know what that means. So a bit more obnoxious, a bit more in your face. Shit like that. I yep. don't know. Fucked if I know. Yeah. Looking forward to getting Jim in the studio to record some vocals this, this coming year. I'll be turning those vocals up. Yeah. Considering how well they came out in the last album. And just... Yeah, ensuring he's got a cocktail, ensuring he's got an Australian wide-brimmed hat on <laughs> and ensuring he's listening to Marduk in one ear. <laughs> yeah. Should be good. That's right. <laughs> listening to Legion in one ear while he's tracking vocals. <laughs> yeah, fuck, he's hilarious, eh? Yeah, can't wait to see that guy. Jesus mm. Christ. Green card completed. Yep, saw the evidence of that shit. Uh, what are you most excited about this year? Or is that the start of your list, Jim? <clears throat> yeah, don't know. I think the last six months since getting back from Europe tour and not really having anything on the horizons, I was sort of made a conscious decision to just, for a change for me, just go with the flow. And if I just do whatever I feel like doing, and if I don't feel like doing something, don't do it. And if I feel like slobbing out on the couch and watching five games of NBL over a weekend, just do it. <laughs> yeah. But I think the summer of Cabra is coming to an end mm. in the new year and... The crap factory is starting to fucking look good again. It's growing back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I'm just about back to, back to standard cabinets come Gen 1. And yeah, sort of in the, a position where, yeah, like you said, everything, you know, in terms of 
new projects or whatever, like around the 80% mark done. And that is always a time where it's quite easy, a bit easier to get motivated to complete them. I think when you're quite close to completion, you can start the fun stuff by just making them slightly better and don't feel so overwhelmed or drowning in work that needs to be done because it's almost there. Uh, yeah, and yeah, all the recording and stuff's fun, so that will be ahead for several things. Uh, I did play a lot of acoustic guitar the last six months as well, so I'm still like running on a potential idea in the back of my head of doing a bit of an acoustic album, whether that's Climbing the Thorn or Crest of a Knave, whatever the fuck we feel like doing, I don't know. Learning covers, playing fucking cover gigs, maybe. Certainly not on the to-do list as such, but mm. if something like that ever. You've been hanging out with young Jeezy? Yeah. Mm. Um, recording an audio book, perhaps. That's going to be great. Um, so certainly no shortage of things. Continue with hornography, probably do a quiz night tour of Australia. Just you and Daisy. Yeah. That's so funny, man. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll see how that so goes. Funny. Uh in terms of music touring, nothing on the horizon for a change. So I guess over the last five years or whatever, I'd like to always have sort of something to be striving towards in that space, but don't at the moment. Mm-hmm. So and if none of it happened this year, it wouldn't wouldn't concern me. Um, not to say I wouldn't do a bit of traveling or something anyway, but yeah, then it's when you have like three albums all coming out at once, then the offers and the opportunities tend to start rolling in. So Mm -hmm. who knows more might happen later in the year. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Um, but yeah, just try and generally be happy. This year for me... I would like to have lots of pleasant experiences <laughs> with my friends. Yeah, that sounds So good. that usually happens in the form of touring and recording and shit like that. But I also don't want things to massively drag on or take, you know, the slovenly fucking five NBL game couch <laughs> afternoons away either. Yeah. I want to create a quite a good balance between being productive but enjoying my typical life, which I've, I feel I've always struggled with because I just like dive headfirst into a project yeah. and just spend countless hours and just like reject every other thing in my life. And yeah, again, the Farthing Mill was like a nice way of just doing something within about a fucking six-week period, you know, start to finish or maybe probably longer than that, probably two months. But it felt very quick and it didn't feel like I had to put a lot of time into it so keen to do that even with if there's new claim of throne shit or something like that like yeah the hard bit should or the hard bit the enjoyable but work a lot of work should be done with the composition bit of, bit of practice what you preach kind of shit I think mm-hmm. so that bit should be right so let's say you and Jesse have written five songs and I've done sweet fuck all I'll make sure that I spend the hard yards making the right drums to go with it but then when it comes to doing the recording just get the shitheads done Mm -hmm. 
and you guys know what you're doing. Let's just get them done. Mm-hmm. The days of this fucking protracted fucking 19 weeks of tracking, you know what I mean? It's just because of the massive volume of all this shit. It's like, it's always worthwhile. But I would love to try and cut through that shit and just, even if it still takes 19 weeks, I'd rather it didn't. But just, you know what I mean? Like not feel like I'm losing my fucking life in a, in a good way um, throughout that process, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. And so we still like can do this and sit yeah. around and have a yarn and a beer on a Saturday rather than being sweating our assholes off and also jamming. <laughs> yeah. Are you still enjoying being a drummer in general? I love the idea of drums and I love recording drums, but it is way easier to pick up a guitar and play it than it is to practice drums because you got that, that fucking stamina shit and fitness component of playing death metal uh, and technique that you really got to build through physicality and noise and lugging kits around and shit so long answer probably i don't anymore but i despise the idea of playing a guitar in front of anyone except my own reflection i don't like standing up with a fucking strap on in front of 20 people and also a device to hold the guitar up (laughs) yeah okay yeah, that's maybe that's why with this Harvest Trail shit, I was happy to just um, program it all and get your real thoughts on it. So now I have a really defined scope of what I'm going to have to actually achieve rather than just like the old days where I'd be practicing drums constantly and then just never playing guitar or writing songs. So, you know, uh, yeah, don't know. You, you sensing that, are you? No, no, not at all. You getting sick of being a guitarist? Uh, <laughs> no, not, not really. Um, no, I don't think that's something you can really get sick of when it comes to being a music composer because that's a sort of instrument that you can just sit with and write a song with without it taking too much physical effort or... Yeah, brain power or even skill, to be quite honest. (laughs) Um, You can just use it as a tool to construct a song easy enough. Um, Yeah, maybe maybe with drums I'm becoming more, as we tour less, I'm becoming more of a person who's... Okay, great example, Speed Street, right? So they do Predator's Portrait. It's like their most well-received and also well-liked album to that date. It's also the first album where he decided, oh, I'm not just a screaming guy, I'm a singing guy, right? Then every fucking album after that is just him singing. And you see that with so many metal sort of bands who introduce clean vocals halfway through. Not like an Opeth where they've been there from day dot pretty much. All this fucking, these other bands and the guys will get helped along by Pro Tools, Speed Street especially. 
create these crazy melodies that he can't actually pull off or achieve live. And that becomes the whole focus of the entire band changes. New song came out today. Good. Oh, I wouldn't say good, but a lot of stridness. Yeah. But also a new Inflame song out. Really, really bad. (laughs) Really bad, but surprisingly not their worst in the last few (laughs) albums. I'll give them that. They're another perfect example. What is that? But that's not even for like singing glory because it's not at least you know street or whatever like it's someone might listen to it and go wow he's got some pipes on him or something but in flames isn't even that it sounds so robotic hey and like a pop song done by an 18 yeah. year old with it's like shit like evidence anthems for the welcome for, the, for the preschool priest school yeah um maybe they're pedophiles <laughs> Sorry, that's a wild claim. <laughs> no, not, not substantiated. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes me want to slit wrist, that's for mm. sure. That's the sad thing too, is that a band like In Flames did all these fucking awesome early works and stuff and then started getting a bit of popularity and we're like, fuck, we can quit our day jobs and do this shit for a living. And now they're just like, way removed from whatever it was that allowed them to write those songs back in the spray as opposed to an at the gates who seem to have like remembered how to do whatever it is they do Mm. and do it quite well and probably still make a little bit of dosh and all this shit so i would much prefer to be in at the gates in 10 years than i would be in soil work or in flames you know even if they ever return to form it's just like gross you know don't quite know where I was going with that, but maybe it's like they're not in flames anymore. Change your band name. <clears throat> but they need that in flames name in order to sell their next shitty album. It's just... Yeah. Oh, we were saying, you know, like you might get a bit sick of being stagnated in that original expectation of you, which is fair enough, and to an experiment with some clean vocals and all is cool and try and show people these other talents that you've got. Speedstrid. But, yeah, does anyone care? Yeah, and that's what I'm getting at with my own drumming is that back in the day, I think I cared more about being like speed strid, like, oh, look at the improvements I can make as a drummer or look at the cool feels I can do here and there. Mm. Whereas like you showed me today with the Harvest Trail stuff, oh, can we not have that, um, you know, bit of fast drumming and a quick, cool sounding fill there we actually just have three crashes that ring out <laughs> you know that's what is more important to me on drums these days yeah right for sure so if hey if it has to be impressive and crazy sounding i'll do it mm. only if it calls for it you know like same with guitar as well like a lot of um i'm not a ripper or anything like that but yeah the idea always in my head was like oh how can i make this sound more tech Whereas now I'm like, I couldn't give a rat's toss. How could it how could it be a the best song I've ever written? Yeah. Or you know, how could my drums make Cabba's droopy songs sound like they need to or something, you know? I think what we're trying to get to is if you do want to succeed in music, then plate of beans is the way to go. <laughs> it all cumes back to beans, so hey? mm. favourite food of the year? Stand out? <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. Eating a pork knuckle on the last day of tour in Germany. Jeez, some crow. Yeah, becoming a vegetarian after that directly. What's going on there? Are you just like a bit more, like you'll just eat meat every now and again? Is it a yeah. money saver? Nah. It's, Is it a health? Nah, it's not really a money saver. It's slightly a health saver. Yeah, okay. Slightly uh, developed some sort of guilt for eating pigs. Pigs in general? Like, sorry, meat nah, in general not, or just yeah. pigs? No, I think meat in general. And probably... Gluttony, do you think? Is it more gluttony? Sometimes like you, you'll see ads for places, maybe like Varsity or a pub or something and they're like yep. fucking 50 cent or 20 cent wings or something. You're like, how many fucking chickens have been killed just for that one little pub filled mm. with 100 people who are going to devour like... Hundreds of chickens. I don't want to sound like one of them guys because I'm not that serious about it, but it's just one of those things that for me I was like, I'll give it a whirl. Um, but then, funnily enough, a week later I'll just be like, have a massive hankering for some serious meat and I'll go straight through the KFC drive through. <laughs> oh, shit. Or go Variety to the pub with you on steak night. Um, and I don't yeah. mind doing that from time to time, but I don't need to do it every day. That's all. Yeah, I've certainly, I mean, living with a vegetarian sort of does that to you naturally. Yeah, I which think. we both do. Yeah, so oh, I've certainly cut down. You know, I was chatting earlier about my budget used to be 50 bucks a week and I was eating fucking sirloin steak every night. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, gluttony was a big, uh, is a big thing for me now where I just kind of like, I would not settle for a steak less than 500 grams <laughs> for like a 10 year period there, right? <laughs> Yeah. And now I sort of, I eat meat very regularly and I also consume animals, but it's more in the v like 150, 200 grams amount. And it's probably not every night, certainly not always red meat. Um, yeah, which is, it's, it's really different for me, but I don't, don't notice it at all. What I do notice is when I go out to one of these places and like my entire plate is just different various animals. You know, like you'll in Japan, that also eye opener, you'll eat a gut udon. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so they kill that cow, they use all the good meat, but they also, one of their delicacies is gut, right? Whereas here, none of us are walking in the store to purchase some gut to make ourselves a soup at home. Yeah. We're purchasing like full breasts of chicken and fucking like a side of sirloin or a rack of lamb or something like that, you know. And people if you if you get a part of an animal like four quarter chops, you know, some people love that shit. But like it's all bony and stuff and but oh, I don't want to deal with that shit. Even drumsticks, do you ever buy drumsticks and you know, I don't know, fuck. Yeah. Off cut shit, you know. So my attitude is I can't be too precious. Mm -hmm. So I certainly eat more meat than you for sure. Mm. But I'm just not being precious about the way or what it is I'm consuming with it because I still think I need it in my diet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, I think long term, especially if I decide to move to a country location, I'll probably catch my own fish. Mm. I'll probably shoot and eat kangaroo probably. Um, with the gun that you've got in the 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have the above, but you know what I mean. Like shit like that. I think if um, I was talking to someone a few weeks ago, and they were like, "Oh, if, yeah, fuck, I don't want to see that. I'd prefer to just buy it from Woolies or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, you're complicit in doing that if you're just going out and just buying that shit." Mm. I'm the same. Like it's pretty grisly, but maybe you might think about what you're eating a bit more. Fuck, is this the vegetarian podcast or what? I think this is the deep meaningful podcast of the mm. year. It's the token end of year podge. Jesus Christ. I never expected to even say half the things I just said. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back next week <laughs> with a, uh, a super variety bucket. and Like I peeled some prawns the other day. <laughs> Margaret River. Yep. You know, like... Why not? And the question was, like, do you really want to be doing that? And I'm like, well, so should I buy them de-shelled then? Like, what's the fucking difference? Mm. But, oh, but it's gross because you have to rip their heads off. And it's like, well, someone's got to someone's fucking, do got to fucking do it. I don't born without heads. <clears throat> yeah. So if, if I remove myself too much from it, then it's, it is what it is. Yeah. And you think about who is removing all these heads from all the chickens and plucking out their feathers. And skinning the fucking cows. Mm. Someone's doing it. But try not to think about it, really. Uh, yeah. This is one of those things. So I did notice that that food we were fucking obnoxiously munching on earlier, mm. it was egg, cheese, and chilies. Egg, halloumi, jalapenos in a wrap. Is that all? Yeah. yeah. It was fucking delicious, man. I didn't even think that there wasn't even any meat on there. So all it takes... You were a big bacon guy for a while, eh? Smashing bacon, oh, bacon bits I've and always shit. been a value for money guy. So if yeah. there's a big fucking bag of bacon on special, I would get it and then consume it for every meal for about two <laughs> weeks. Um, and especially living with Jim makes that a lot more inventive, different ways of using bacon. How about a Capriotti Christmas lunch? You're going to be... There'll be a lot of meat, but there's also a bunch of vegetarians there, which if Nonna was alive today, she would not be too impressed about. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm taking pizzas to that and I'll probably do our meat and a veg. Yeah, because like I know with um, Polish rallies, God damn it, if there ain't bacon in everything that fucking moves, like pig is pretty important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the uh, the vegetarian pierogies you'll get fucking loaded with bacon, for example. I'll be making some of that shit tomorrow, by the way. Pierogies for Chrissy. Fuck yeah. Shit yeah. oath. Save me one. Oh, I'll, I'll save you one for sure, said the priest. But um, anyway. All right. Fuck it off. Up. What are we playing? Song of the year. Blodgecast song of the year. Up to ye. Yeah. Probably an Out the Gate song because it's shorter than all of my shit. Can do. Um, can't be Moon Sorrow. Can't be fucking Mournful Congregation. Too long. And also. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll pick out a song and we'll put it in there. Cool. And also place it in the show. Riveting ending there. Thanks for another year of support, you loyal listeners, Stu and Sleet and <laughs> Smitty. And we'll uh, see you all again for another year of fun and laughs. laughs.